Welcome back, everyone, to another episode on Talk to Talk with your girl, Anita Love to Hey to Hey, coming to you guys from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God is good. He continues to bless me. My family is blessed. And while another day above ground is always a blessing for your ear, for your attention, for your support, she, me, her, your girl, thanks you for coming over to my world and listening to my beautiful voice and allowing me to stir your soul. <laughs> it's only good in my head. Anyway, it is Monday, you guys. It is moving motivational Monday. That means you should be up and moving, whether you're on your way to work, on your way to school, coming in from work, coming in from school, getting ready to go to work, getting ready to go to school for that evening shift, just being a housewife, being a mother, whatever your moving motivational Monday is, always be pushed to be better every day than what you were the day before. Um, on my podcast today... I'm not going to do a lot of hot topics. I'm not. I'm going to cover a few basic things that's uh, been on my mind. Just a few things. Not a lot. Um, And I just hope that you guys stick around to listen to um, the different things that I want to kind of stir the pot with. You know, talk about. First off, I don't know if everybody been following the fallout with Kanye West for real for real this time you guys I've fallen out with Kanye for sure before but this time he's really done it he can't get I can't get over Kanye's foolishness from over the weekend he did an SNL skit and rant uh, was ridiculous but his tweet suggested that we abolish the 13th amendment the one that outlawed slavery that took the cake that took the cake for me I could no longer even if I wanted to give him any inch of a mile of respect. Uh, he also claimed, he, he made a recent headline lately, and he has not decided, he now, my apologies, have decided to change his name. He's Ye now, you guys. His mama named him Kanye. I'm going to call him Kanye Arsenio Hall said he's going to continue to call him Kanye after all of his antics. Arsenio Hall said he's taking a knee when it comes to his music as well. And so have I. Um, it wouldn't be surprised to me if next thing is he's running for president and it'll be like Kanye and Kavanaugh 2020. <laughs> Arsenio Hall is headed to Columbia, South Carolina this weekend and he will perform at the Comedian um, house for the first time. Um, everyone is just wanting good music from Kanye. That's it. They don't want him doing what all he's called himself doing. Um, I, I just think he's been acting a fool. He's been so outlandish. It has some of us even wondering if he's been cloned or something. Like if something is, is there a duplicate of him? I mean, Kanye has renamed himself, you guys. Renamed himself. Yee. Yee. Come on now. I think from listening to his Saturday Night Live rant, I think most, uh, many have proven that Wes is one of Trump's most loyal supporters, or maybe even more loyal than Ben Carson is. And I think that have kind of like sealed the deal with ever giving any support to Kanye after this one. I know I'm praying for his mental uh, stability because 
he you know he he's not on the right path mentally I, I think you should support who you're supposed to support and you have a right to that I don't have to agree with it I don't have a, have to like it but again whatever opinion I pose that's my opinion but at the same time you support who you want to support the same way with Kellyanne she said that she was a, uh, a survivor that she was sexually assaulted when I said I don't care about and have several seats that wasn't about her being sexually assaulted it was about you using that to to shine light on what you have been a survivor of but you dismiss all these other women and these other victims and what they have been through that's what that was about so stop trying to listen to people podcast and dissect the negativeness of it and make it a topic or make it a conversation or try to come in and think that I'm going to play your message. I'm not doing that because that's not what it's about. Um, with that being said, Shaquille O'Neal's son is stepping off the court for a while. Um, there are reports that Shaq's son, Sharif O'Neal, will miss US, UCLA's entire basketball season due to a heart condition. Um, O'Neal's a freshman um, at UCLA. He went to the doctor after feeling funny during practice. The condition is serious and requires surgery, and O'Neal is expected to return after the upcoming season. He did have surgery. Everything went amazing, and they think that everything is going to be even great, and he's going to end up having a fabulous season. Um, yeah. Also, Tiffany Haddish says she can't help. She cannot help to solve the Hollywood diversity problem. Black Twitter has called on the guards to chop off Tiffany Haddish's head after her most recent comments about Hollywood's diversity crisis. She It was following the Emmy win for her outstanding guest actress in a comedy series. The People magazine reporter asked the actress to share her thoughts on how Hollywood could tackle its problem of diversity. And she's known for her girl trip, her part in the girl trip that it's not her responsibility to facilitate more exclusivity in Hollywood. She said, girl, no, I don't know how to do that. And I didn't go to college for that. I don't go to college at all, nor I didn't go to college at all, nor do I know how to solve problems like that. If you were asking me how to structure a joke, I could help you with that part. But what you're talking about now, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is how to do my job. That's somebody else's job. I don't know that, can't answer that for you. But I won. Well, Twitter user Trayvon Free at Trayvon noted and said, who the reporter should have been asking how to fix TV's diversity problem? It's all the white winners who walked up to that same mic and didn't have to spend their celebration time trying to solve a problem that Tiffany Haddish can't fix. Icy, Donald, Lena, and Tiffany can't fix TV's diversity problem. The almost all-white studio and network heads who have the power to greenlight shows can fix the problem. The programming executive who take 10 white shows and one diverse show to their bosses can fix the damn problem. The question the reporters should be asking the most white winners that they mention is, in 2018, why haven't we fixed this problem yet? Why aren't you using your clout and privilege to fix it? And this is just an opinion. And this is also an opinion of another person. Um, 
I would like to hear other people's opinion on that as well. I would like to hear what they have to think about it as well. I was a little disappointed with Tiffany Haddish's response. But again, it's like, why y'all always asking the black people how to fix diversity? We don't know how to specifically fix diversity other than include us, offer us, pick us, make us a part of the change. That's the best solution I can give you. Other than that, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Um... Uh, Last night, James captivated the crowd in his Los Angeles Lakers debate. He rubbed his hands in chalk powder at the scores table. He yelled yes to stack the fans um, in the first few rows. And the Los Angeles Lakers new era was underway. Playing the same arena where Michael Jordan, I mean Michael Johnson, made his regular. Uh, season debate of Los Angeles 39 years ago, James captivated his crowd from the start of the Lakers exhibition opener on Sunday night. 124 to 107 loss to the Denver Nuggets. The opening tip came James Way and he tapped it to the fellow newcomer Ronjo Rondo who threw on Alley who passed to uh, JaVal McGee of the game's first score. James missed his first shot a turnaround fadeaway but he made no look bounce pass from about 27 feet out to Braden Ingram for a dunk. A minute later, James hit a long three-pointer. He finished with nine points, three rebounds, and four seasons in just more than 15 minutes. Um, James said, I quote you, it was great to get back on the floor and then just start a new journey for myself. And here are the Lakers fans that we have here in San Diego. Um, it was great feeling. It was a great feeling to go out there and hear the roar from the fans here. I am... I'm very much appreciated. Uh, the three-time NBA champion, four-time NBA MVP, and 14-time All-Star said he played a little more than expected, and I felt pretty good. Seeing James in a Laker uniform for the first time was weird for me, but it was awesome for Luke Walton, who grew up in San Diego. He said, when you're coaching the Lakers and you look out and you see LeBron wearing your team's color, it's a pretty good feeling. Um, it wasn't for me. Um, while the Lakers have a lot to work on, fans hope James' arrival would turn things around. After the worst half decade in the franchise's lengthy history, he left the Cavalier, Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers for a four-year, $153.3 million free agent deal with the Lakers. Um, it always feels different for me anytime you change uniforms. It felt different when I changed from wearing a St. Vincent, St. Mary jersey to wearing a, a Cavs jersey, from a Cavs jersey to a Heat jersey, back to a Cavs jersey, and now being a Laker. It definitely feels different and takes a little bit of time getting used to, end quote, is what LeBron said. Uh, Rondo, the fellow veteran, McGee, Lance uh, Stevenson, and Michael Beasley signed to the team with the Lakers' talent young court. James was to focus on and off the court Sunday night. He was cheered from the minute he ran onto the court with his new teammates for warm-ups. He played the first eight minutes before being uh, subbed out. When he came back and midway through the second quarter, he was greeted by a roar. As he stood near the uh, scores table doing a video review, a fan yelled, LeBron, we love you, and the superstar responded with a huge, with a hang loose sign. Uh, Walden said James and Rondo were great. Their commitment to pushing it defensively. He said he thought the first group as a whole played really well to start. 
both groups were fouling way too much. They hit 30-some free throws. It's going to be tough to win a game like that, but there are some new rules we have to get adjusted to from this summer. The first group, I thought, played really well, obviously being led by the two of them out there. Um, he was asked before the game what stands out about James, and Luke Walton said his intelligence. He sees everything. He knows even before drills. He knows when he's going, his work ethic. He's out there pre-practice with the guys, post-practice with the guys, taking care of his body in the weight room. He's the ultimate professional. Um, the Lakers' regular season opener is, was, is October 18th at Portland. Their home opener is two nights after against Houston. There was another big night for the L.A. basketball team at San Diego Sports Arena. In 1975, John Wooden coached his final game leading the UCLA to his 10th NCAA title in 12th season. In 1979, Johnson made the NBA debate, debate from Los Angeles beat the San Diego Clippers in the season opener. After Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made a buzzer-beating sky hook, Johnson hooked the center like they just won the championship. Seven months later, they won the NBA title. Johnson is now the Lakers president of the basketball operation, and James was the prized acquisition of an offseason um, roster revamp. And as a kid, Walton said he used to watch his father Bill play for the Clippers, although the Hall of Famer's years in his hometown was largely mirrored by injuries. He's just glad to be a part of the Lakers family. Um, the jury's still out for me when it comes to LeBron. I have to be honest with you. I try to embrace it, to accept it, to receive it. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm working on it. Um, I think they have a lot of work to do. Um, I think that it's possible that they can do some amazing things and he can help with the changing the program. Um, but right now, uh, I don't know. The jury is still out for me. Um, I'm still working it out. Like I said, I was never a fan of LeBron as a player. I respect the game. I respect his skill, his talent. I respect him as a man, as a father, and how he carries himself and how he presents himself and how he stands up for what's right. Um, but I wasn't a fan of his, so that's where I'm at with that. And excuse the noise, you guys. My phone is ringing, as you know. When I podcast, I have to podcast where I can. Uh, but that is all my hot topics for today. No, I'm not going to talk about Kavanaugh. I'm not. They, they, the FBI have started their investigation. It's supposed to be a week-long investigation. It's restriction. It's um, not really thorough. Uh, there's a, there's a limited amount of scope that the FBI can do. So I'm gonna try to stay optimistic and see where it comes from there. Um, what happens? Um, but I'm gonna take a brief break, you guys, and you don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. All right, it's Q&A, and I only have a few questions, and I'm going to attempt to answer it as best I can, so bear with me. I need a love to hate to hate. A girl I know started kind of blowing me off over text in a way that makes me think she's, she was playing games. So I decided I just wouldn't text her until she texted me. Was that a good idea because I'm starting to have second thoughts? Mm, from Buster. Um, Buster... I'm not a fan of someone playing games. 
And so anytime I think that someone is playing some type of game with me, I call them out on it. I'm not that type of person to beat around the bush. I'm not going to waste my time playing the same dumbass game with them. And as the connection is via text, I'll send her a text if I was you following the the last blow off. Like, um, I probably like, um, Justine, I like to get to know you, but I can't help but feel as if you're blowing me off. Like that's, that's what the hell I would say. Like straight up. Um, the few times I had to send a response, uh, the person was honest and they were straight with me. There were two times where a situation like that happened and they were absolutely not playing games with me to which I told them the next plan for the outing was up to them. And as all the previous times, they suddenly had to cancel at the, at the last minute, go figure. Nothing ever came from either of that situation. Um, but not even an attempt to meet up. If you feel that you're being toyed with or, uh, that person is just playing games with you, call them out on it. Always all they think you oblivious and they're getting one over on you. So, yeah. And it's better to let her go completely and not play any games. Um, so, yeah, let her go. Next question. What do you think love to hate to hate when you or your girlfriend are soulmates, but you also think a lot about being free and chasing other girls? What? <sighs> First off, I always say ignore the naysayers that he said, she said, and the people that always got something to say who claim it means you don't know what a soulmate is. Loving someone, like really being in love with someone is to love them like wholeheartedly. And when you're loving someone deeply, it does not necessarily mean you switch off all attraction to other people. Human beings are not robots. I'm just saying. It might mean that a number of things, like you probably aren't monogamous or from some form of ethical or consensual or non-monogamy might be a good fit for you. Um, you might have an avoidant attachment type or maybe you and your girlfriend aren't incompatible in the same way or maybe you aren't ready for or don't want commitment or maybe you have a strong libido. There are other possibilities as well. Um, so I hope that it helps, but don't listen to other people because that doesn't mean, um, anything from, from my opinion. I hope it helps. Okay. Love to hate to hate. As you know, the, the season started for the Lakers. Could Kobe possibly have won another title had he not suffered the Achilles injury in the 12, 13 season? Um, I, uh, I think so. I think he very much could have won another title, but Kobe's age or ability would not have been the reason for uh, other people's skepticism on him winning. In the 2012-2013, the year before his Achilles injury, he actually had his statistically best season since his MVP performance in 2008. The season he played 78 games and he averaged like 27.3 points per game. Um, he was the second most since 2008 and only 46.3% of shooting above his career average and his highest efficiency since 2009. And to go with the 5.6 rebounds, his highest since 2008 and 6.0 assists would have tied a career high. Now, if we ignore his six-game play during a uh, abruptly injury-shortened 2014 season, which does not constitute a significantly large sample size, statistics aside, I think anyone would say that 
2013 Kobe was quite the same player he was in 2008. But he was undoubtedly still playing at a very high level. There is every reason to think that even in his mid-30s, a healthy Brian would have been capable of making sufficient contribution to a championship caliber team. However, there is no reason to think that the rest of the Lakers rosters constitute a championship caliber team in that 2013 season, despite Brian's consistent performance. Because the Lakers did have like a 45-37 record, and they were the seventh seed in the West. They were swept by the Spurs in the first round. Um, so put it simple, were it not for the Achilles injuries, Kobe, from my opinion, would have done his part. Um, I didn't have confidence in Dwight Howard. Uh, plus a more visibly aging Steve Nash. Paul Casal would not have been good enough to realistically challenge Oklahoma City or San Antonio. Uh, the championship window was effectively uh, closed, um, regardless because of other reasons. Um, but as a fan, I would like to believe that he probably still could have won. But if we're going to be all the way 100, and you know me, I like to keep it real, I think it probably would have been a struggle. But I think, I think anything is possible when it comes to Kobe, and Kobe will to win. Um, so I don't put anything past him. I think it's a possibility. So, all right. This is my last and final question. I love to hate to hate. Do you have an ex that you would recommend others today? More. <laughs> no. I don't have any ex. I don't have any friends that I would recommend anyone to even date. So, no. That was kind of easy for me. But uh, that's it for me, you guys. I don't have anything else to give. Um, but thank you for coming over to my world, listening to me, sharing, all that amazing stuff. Continue to share to all my supporters, my listeners, um, Team Real, Black Love, um, Tammy, um, I mean, Tamia, um, Anonymous One, Anonymous 101, um, Marguerite Williams, um, E. Turk, Carly Cal, Party City, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. Auntie Anne, Miss Ferguson, Shaniqua, um, Tommy with Golf Coats Security, LLC. You need your business protected. That's who you call, you guys. Mr. E, thank you. I appreciate you. It means a lot to me. Um, so all of you keep sharing, keep supporting, keep giving me your ear, keep giving me your time. And you guys, I, I just would love for you to listen to my podcast. Take in what I'm saying. Don't try to cut through and decipher through a negative remark that you don't like. Listen to the whole podcast. When you listen to everything as an entirety, you get a better understanding of what people are saying. Um, my point was never to minimize Kellyanne at all. My point is you and the White House people have made it your business to minimize these survivors that have accused Brett Kavanaugh of what they did. And at your convenience, here you come saying you're a survivor. I never once in the beginning said I believe Kavanaugh did it or he didn't do it. I tried to stay out of it and not give an opinion. After listening to those women, after listening to Lindsey Graham, and after listening to Kavanaugh, I'm convinced that he's lying. I am more convinced than ever that he's lying. And that's my stance and I'm sticking to it. 
With that being said, you guys stay true to yourself. Do not let someone else's thoughts and opinion dictate who and what you think of yourself. Continue to push positive. When they go low, we continue to go high like the former first lady, Miss Michelle Obama. Let your family and friends know you love them today because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. And continue to push. Continue to be better every day than what you were the day before. And let your family and friends know that you love them because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. And allow God to be God until next time. Peace. Thank you.